What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Dissect That Film Podcast. I am your host, Brett Parker. And over there is our two other co-hosts, DNA Gaming, Dan and Aradella. Welcome back. I don't know why I have to keep saying because nobody's going to call you that just like I'd never call him anything but Parker. And (laughs) even in real life, I would call him Parker. Yeah. Yep. Hello. Hello. Today. We are talking about the third installment in the Jurassic Park trilogy, Jurassic Park 3. Yes, no fancy name for this movie. This one is just Jurassic Park 3. It did at one point, but we'll talk about yeah. that later. This movie is uh, hit. It's to this year is its 20th anniversary. And also this year is my 30th anniversary on this planet. As this nice. episode, as this episode will be out on my birthday. So yeah. it's my birthday. We need poppers. Like <laughs> <laughs> with those really loud ones. I got ones. lights going on back there, but that's about it. What better movie to talk about on my birthday than Jurassic this, Park Three? This will no be worse. this will be appropriate for everybody that listens to this on Friday. But happy birthday, Parker! Thank you, thank you very much. Yeah, happy yeah. early the, birthday. The big no, old no, no. Happy the, birthday. The big old three. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> whatever whatever who cares <laughs> happy birthday no worry let me tell let me let me get you all over with it because i'm halfway through 30 at this point we both are i'll be 36 this year listen nothing bad about when you hit 30 it's the same as when you rolled over and what when you woke up and you hit 29 you probably have a little less hair and an extra testicle it's fine whoa <laughs> I, to be honest i'd just rather not have any of any of the testicles, you know? Oh, no, I'm right there with you. I was like, if anyone wants to, like, buy them, like, I could pay my house off, it'd be great. I'm done with kids. <laughs> first first three minutes of this episode, somebody's listening in, like, I, I wanted to I wanted to hear about Jurassic Park 3, and I'm listening to the things they're talking about testicles. Like, what's happening? Three testicles. It's relevant. Three. <laughs> I mean, we made it, what, how many minutes in before we started to talking about body parts? Exactly, exactly. So, won't be the last. today's episode... We are talking about Jurassic Park 3, as we have said many times, Uh, but I want to tell you about what we're going to be doing for the next four weeks of this show. Actually, five weeks, because there's five episodes that are going to be coming out in October, and this is what we're going to be doing. So every single week, each of us, me, Aridella, Dan, and my brother, whenever he comes back on the show, we're going to be talking about our favorite Spooktober movies. So next week's episode, we're going to be taking a break from the Jurassic franchise, and we're going to be jumping right into Spooktober, as next week's episode will be Dan's pick of Day of the Dead from 1985. Not the two shitty remakes that came out years later, but the 1985 version. Yes, but there was actually a good remake of the Romero movies. Did you know that? Yeah, Dawn of the Dead was the best. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I, will fa- I will tell you, I'm not a fan of that movie. Really? Yeah, I, I'm not. I'll, we'll talk about when we get yeah, to we're it. Gonna talk, like the- we're going to talk about, we're going to talk a lot about uh, Romero and, you know, not just Day of the Dead next week. We're going to be talking about the dead, the of the dead movies. Day of the Dead is what we're going to be reviewing next week. And then we're going to be doing every week, we're going to be doing everybody's favorite Spooktober movie. So we'll do Aridella's the week after, my brother's the week after that, mine, and then we're going to have a special guest at the end of the month. So yeah, so that is what uh, the next five weeks of this show is going to be after Jurassic Park 3. And then once we get back into November, we'll hop back into Jurassic World and do Jurassic World and Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. So that's the plan for the next month and a half of this show. 
as you, if you don't know, we have a YouTube channel now uh, where we post the video forms of the podcast every Friday. So when the podcast version, the audio versions come out on podcast services, the video version comes out the same day on our YouTube channel. If we get to 100 subscribers, we can get a URL so it can stop being a mile long URL. So hey, go go visit the YouTube channel because I I put a lot of time into editing those videos. I'm I'm learning learning how to edit. So go tell me how I did. All right. There you go. So yes, again, let's say it again. Today we're talking about Jurassic Park 3 released July 18th. 2001 this was the first jurassic park film i saw in theaters i saw this in theaters it was the second one i seen in theaters my first my first time seeing a jurassic park movie in theaters this movie was budgeted at 93 million dollars which was 20 million dollars more than lost world and yet it looked so much worse than the prior two films, in my what opinion. The transfer just, no, what if the transfer just oh. didn't hold up? Oh, there are some scenes where I am like, what happened to the special effects in this movie? Oh, well, <laughs> we <laughs> talked about that in the first one. <laughs> the box office, $368.8 million. So almost $300 million less than the Lost World made at the box office. That's a, that's so, like a trend because that made like $300 million less. The Lost World made like $300 million less than the original Jurassic Park right. before its re-release. Right. And, and this was the movie that ended the Jurassic Park franchise up until 2015 when Jurassic World came out. So 14 years? Yes. Very long time between, so between movies. Good run. So let's go around and talk about what we thought of the movie. We'll start yeah. with Aridello. Say all the words. Yeah. Down. All the words, all the bad words. Like, For our audio like, listeners. Like, ser- I wanted to punch the mother in the face. Oh, God. Because she wouldn't shut up. <laughs> like, how many times can you scream your kid's name? And it's not even clever. It's not even like, Sarah Harding! No. Yeah. No. Just, Eric! Eric! Oh. What's a bad idea? Oh, God. All right. Well, there we go. Dan? Okay. <laughs> Here we go. I'm going to start this off with this is that I can recall at this point, and this may change later, but I've seen all of them, of course, a couple times. But this is the worst Jurassic Park movie, in my opinion. However, this by no means, in my opinion, is a bad film. Excuse me. I think it's got its problems. I think it's got pacing issues. I think it's got some inconsistencies with characters, some odd choices in the film. And I will explain to you exactly why all of that happened. And all of this will make sense here in a minute. But I actually, again, worst Jurassic Park movie, but it's still Jurassic Park movies. It's still actually, as far as films go, it's pretty decent. I've seen this movie a lot. Uh, Yes, this is the worst Jurassic Park film. Um, But I don't know if I, I mean, I have, when we get to Jurassic World and Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom, we'll see what I, what, how I feel. But Jurassic Park 3, I've seen a lot for it not being a very great movie. Um, it definitely is a huge downgrade for me when it comes to the like what Jurassic Park is, even from the Lost World. Like to, I feel yeah. if you could be somewhat consistent with the Lost World, that's a that's a damn good movie for me. You know, the, it, it right? just, I feel like you don't have to do a lot to to keep me invested. But like I said, as a kid, I, I mean, throughout my life, I've seen this movie a lot. But as an adult, when I watched it recently, a couple days ago, it, I I was like, man, this movie is just there's so much pointless shit in this movie the the reason why this movie exists is just awful like the reasoning behind the plot like why are they there yeah. it's terrible it's stupid because the characters that you're trying to i i feel like they want you to care about i could give two shits about 
They're just terrible yeah. characters. Great actors, in my opinion, but terrible characters. So there was a lot of issues behind the scenes with this movie, especially um, a lot of wasted money. Steven Spielberg actually had a whole script made out. Uh, his original idea was he wanted the pterosaurs or the pterodactyls, pterosaurs, they escape the island, they cause issues on the mainland, and Grant has to try to stop it or try to figure shit out. And it was scrapped within weeks of them shooting, and it cost them $18 million. Five weeks. Yeah. Five weeks before. Also, uh, Michael Crichton was brought in to write the script for this movie, and he left because they couldn't. he couldn't come to an agreement with Joe Johnston, who is the director of this movie, uh, Joe Johnston, I feel, is a one is a major reason why this movie turned out the way it did because yeah. he tried. He was always like there was. I mean, there were some ideas that I read about that Spielberg had that were like, eh, does it make sense to the characters? And I agree. There was one plot line that Grant was on the island doing research and they wanted him to live in a tree like Robinson Crusoe, yep. and he and and Johnson was like, it doesn't make any sense. After Jurassic Park, Grant wouldn't want to go back to the island. Like no, he, exactly. he swore off going back. Like he he wants to dig up, you know, he wants to dig up fossils, and that's what that's that's his life. And so it didn't make any sense. So they scrapped that. But it just I felt like it was a cob. It was such a cob job of the script, and that's why the movie turned out the way it did. The things I can praise this movie for uh, the. Uh, Stan Winston did a fantastic job with the animatronics and and all of the, the creatures in this movie. They looked fantastic. Uh, Sam Neill, of course, Grant, you know, even though there are some scenes where I'm like, man, he doesn't want to be here. I feel like he is just there for the paycheck. But he yeah. has he has come out and stated that he thinks that this movie gets a bad rap, that he actually thinks this movie is actually pretty good. So but there are some scenes where I watch where he is just I feel like he's just phoning it in. <laughs> And I, I feel it for him as I'm watching these scenes and I'm like, who, why is this, why is this thing here? When you get finished, I have something I want to elaborate more on what you said. Oh, go ahead. Okay. So what you talked about the movies. Okay. So this film had three scripts. So the first one you mentioned about the tree, the Robinson <laughs> Crusoe thing was uh, Jurassic Park Extinction. This was very early on. Um, it was actually supposed to revolve around the DX virus or DX disease, which was a, uh, a degenerative a degenerative disease that affected the dinosaurs and caused them to essentially wipe out on Isla Sorna, but it would transmit to humans. This the the DX disease is in the second novel, okay. so it is it is something from the second novel that was scrapped. And then the one you were talking about with Grant going to the islands to uh, with the pterosaurs attacking the mainland, going to the island that was Jurassic Park Breakout. So there was supposed to be. The terrorists attacking the mainland, people figuring that out. Grant and another team on the island trying to figure out why they're leaving, all that crap. They scrapped it because they said it was too convoluted. Like you said, five weeks before the, the movie started filming. And there's actually quotes of Joe Johnson saying, when they were filming this movie, when they were filming it, apt, they didn't even have a completed script. They were literally filming scenes. They'd have like a day. Like we have a day worth of filming. That's all we have. We might have a script for a day or a couple days or a week. They were literally filming from the scene of their, like the seat of their pants. Every actor, almost every every actor, the costume designs and the dinosaurs were from the script for Jurassic Park Breakout. They literally repurposed everything from that to this new script they were just making off the off, out of the top the top of their heads while they were filming this movie. I'm surprised it turned out as well as it did. Yeah, listen, it is not a terrible movie. 
I've seen worse. It should have been. But it, yeah, it should have been. I mean, and I feel like that is why this movie is so short. This is the shortest Jurassic Park slash world movie released. How long was it's it? It's only an hour. It's like an hour and 32 minutes or it's like, it's not very long. See, I was, I was shorter. Had two, had two pages. Oh, I have. You should see my, that. you should see the script I wrote. It's, it's long. There's a lot of things here. Well, <laughs> We're going to talk about because I, I was like, well, I got to take my son to basketball practice. I was like, okay, I've got like this much time. And I was like, why are we done so early? Yeah, it was, like, I was, it's, I mean, it doesn't hang on anything too long which I'll give that props, but man, there's just so much, but to be honest, they could have cut so much more. This movie could have been like yeah. an hour and 15 minutes with all, yeah. a bunch of shit yeah. that they could just cut out of it because it was oh, yeah. pointless. The The mercenary scene where there, you meet Nash, Udesky, and Cooper, pointless. Cooper, yeah. Pointless. I love Udesky, though. When you're going to tell oh, me yes. you're not a mercenary, I never said I was. <laughs> Mike, Michael, Jeter, Michael Jeter is great. The Green Mile is, that's what I know him from. He's fantastic in that movie, and RIP to him. There's a lot of great actors in this movie, and there is, and half of them are terrible though. Like the characters themselves, not the, the actors. They just yeah. given terrible. The, <laughs> the script is just not good. <laughs> so, dude, the best actor was the little kid. This is oh, a yeah. before and that's the dinosaur man. I'm like, dude, so, that kid nailed it. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. And I read this. Yeah. I, so I read it. His name is Eric. I see you only hear his name four thousand times in this movie. So Eric really has Eric has survived as a kid of all the kid characters in the Jurassic Park franchise, including the world movies. He has lasted on the island longer than any any of them. He was on the yeah. island for eight yeah, weeks yeah. with no eight adults. I and all the other ones were like a few days. Right. Yeah. So like props, some people got like an hour or two prop, props, <laughs> props to Eric. All right. Props to Eric. Trevor yeah. Morgan, uh, who plays Eric. Uh, he was also in the sixth sense. He's been in a, other some other stuff. I can't remember off the top of my head. Yeah, he played. I don't know if he was he was one of like the bullies or something to huh. uh, the main character. So, yeah, as we talked about before, uh, Joe Johnston directed this film. He was actually asked or he really wanted to do the Lost World. But because Steven Spielberg went in and directed that himself, um, he pretty much was like, yeah, so if I, we do another Jurassic Park, you're going to be the director. If you don't know who Joe Johnson is, he is he has directed a bunch of cult classic movies. I don't know if you call them cult classics, but they're classics. I believe he directed he directed Jumanji. Yeah, he did. Jumanji. And he directed the first Captain America movie. Captain he America, the first the, Avenger. He, I know he directed The Rocketeer. Okay. Somebody, I, I never watched. Apparently, people like he. Uh, Joe, I mean, Joe Johnson has been involved in in the film industry for very a very long time. He actually worked on all the Star Wars, the original trilogy uh, for Star Wars. He was he was a special effects guy and uh, like they did a lot of the the stop motion for like the Millennium Falcon and all that stuff. Yeah, he worked for Lucas for a long time. Yeah, I think he's got. I think I looked him up the other day. He had a few uncredited roles as like random grunts in yeah. some of the movies too, like as like soldiers. Yeah, he did the Page Master. Yeah, he did the live action sequences in Page Master. Yeah, he he's he's not a bad director. I just feel he. Honey, I shrunk the kids. Uh, yeah. Oh yes, that's. Oh, I need to make amends for something. I I have to. I I, I was deep lore digging in the world of Jurassic Jurassic Park. Yeah, and uh, you are correct. There's multiple like buried sources that indicate that the five Dilophosauruses that were on Isla Nublar were juvenile. Oh, there we go. So, yep. All right. It's in there. It's just buried. Uh, I got more deep lore <laughs> stuff later, too, when, you talk, when we get to this uh, stuff later in the film. So, okay, three hours. I'm very confused. Uh, when I watched this, this didn't have a 4K version. 
I watched Jurassic Park and Jurassic and Lost World in 4K. This one didn't have 4K version. I was kind of disappointed. I know. This has the Where lowest. Did you watch it? I, I well I I have it on Vudu because I bought the uh, the trilogy, but I yeah. it's also on HBO Max. But it doesn't. The, even HBO Max doesn't have 4K. Tits. We could have watched it on HBO Max and not Tubi. But I like using. You watched no, no, Jurassic no, Park 3. Was, no, that was Day of the Dead, Tubi. <laughs> no, no, Day of the Dead was Tubi. Yeah. We watched our Blu-rays. Oh, yeah. I didn't know there's... Oh, so I, was, see, I figured that makes sense because I was waiting for the big check for 4K. <laughs> At least okay, Amazon sure. tells me there's 4K versions of Jurassic Park and Lost World, but whatever. I believe you. This has the lowest IMDb rating at 5.9. It's the only Jurassic Park film that is below a 6. It's Jurassic, is, Pro- is it, Jurassic is this World for all Fallen Jurassic Kingdom. Films? This is the lowest what? IMDb rating for any of the Jurassic Park slash World films. Okay. Okay. As a, a five point nine. Uh, yeah. So this uh, Sam Neil coming back as Doctor Alan Grant. We had William H Macy and Taya Leone as the the Kirby's. My favorite characters of this film. <laughs> Great actors. William H Macy in Shameless. You know that's probably. I mean he's been in so many movies. And Taya Leone we've actually talked about on this podcast before. Uh, when me and yep. my brother talked about Bad Boys. Uh, she played uh, another very annoying character. Taylioni is 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 a good actress. She but she always gets these type of roles where she plays very obnoxious characters, and she just is so obnoxious. because she's a Karen. She's a Karen. I'm oh. sorry. <laughs> I think she overacted in some, uh, yes. some of yes. her stuff. Yeah. Okay, I remember you talking about that. I remember the bad boys with Julie. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yep. Uh, the Spinosaurus in this movie. Yes. In the script, I put him down as the bet as the big boy dinosaur because you don't find out he's a Spinosaurus until later. But Spinosaurus animatronic was the largest animatronic ever built. It was 25 yeah. feet high, uh, 40 feet long, weighed 24,000 pounds, and was Hell operated yeah. by hydraulics. Damn. Big dick hydraulics. Yeah. So it was allowed to. <laughs> it allowed it to operate while completely submerged in water because. You know, that always works out. It ended. Well, no, Steven Spielberg wasn't directing, so we should be. It <laughs> <laughs> uh, ended just behind the uh, the hip. So any shot that shows more than this had to be computer generated. So, you know, from a certain point, they always had to do that. Yeah. But uh, they had to do that with the T Rex as well. So, except yeah. for when they showed shots of uh, like when the foot would come down, they just had it was literally like a shot. It was just one animatronic of a foot and then they would yeah. you know, show the wider shots. Footimatronic. That's a fetish, I think. To be Carry honest. On. The Spinosaur, to me, even though this is one of my least favorite Jurassic Park movies, I love the Spinosaurus. I love it. It looks so cool. It's so menacing. And it's not how it looked when I was a kid. I'm just going to tell you that right now. Well, I know a lot of information later came out about. So Spinosaurus, a lot of discoveries that really have formed the Spinosaurus came out way after Jurassic Park 3 came out. Yep. Like where they were actually able to. Full, they got a full fossil of a Spinosaurus to kind of determine how big an adult actually could be, but it's still cool looking. Well, because see, when, when I was a kid, I got to tell a story. When I was a kid, Spinosaurus was like a medium-sized dinosaur, like the dorsal spine. Wasn't that like it was like like Allosaurus or smaller? Yeah. Means like like a short, stubby snout, like an Allosaurus or Megalos, uh, Megalosaurus and stuff like that. But like it was later when you found out because I mean the thing was discovered in 1920. But we just the, the unfortunately the uh the British blew it up in World War Two. Yeah. Um, it was discovered by Ernst Stromer. Mm-hmm. And it was blown up in some of the bombing of the uh, for the British did on the Germany in World War Two. But yeah, so we found out before, not long before the film, that you found it had the larger snout, like yep. a crocodilian style snout, yep. and how it was proposed to be large. Yep. And then in fourteen, it went to the more of the quadrupedal design that's kind of more generally accepted today. 
which is interesting but yeah i had a book when i was a kid that mm, a lot of dinosaurs look different i know right so that's yeah. science man they discover more i wish i still had that book it was like it was a thick book so Dinosaur do they girl. consider the, the thing on his back a fin it, it could be anywhere from it's believed to be a <laughs> sail or a which could be mating thermal regulation i right. doubt swimming but people are saying swimming i just i don't think the way it's structured in my opinion would work that way there's some people that believe because of the bone structure on it is so enormous not even just for its size, but just comparatively for it, compared to like dimetrodons, which are proto mammals that have sails too. But that it's more might be designed to almost be a hump, less uh -huh. of a sail and actually like a hump. So, so ja I don't know. Jack Horner came out and stated that from recent discoveries that they they feel that spinosaurus actually spent more time in the water yeah they they're land, either fully or semi-aquatic which which would make sense for its mass yeah and to be honest the the best in my opinion the best part of this movie is the end scene where it swims up and attacks the boat and is all taking place in right? that part of the river it looks so cool like the shot of oh, of, God, the, yeah. of the fin going through the water looking like a you know kind of like a jaws it, it was like ah oh, man they had to throw that back they did that on purpose you know that Right, right. I mean, Spielberg's a producer for this movie, so you've has to be. It, it was a cool shot. Funny thing was, is for that we'll, we'll get to we'll talk about that when we get to that scene. Uh, John Williams was contacted to write the music for this movie. The only part of his score was the theme that would play. The, mm -hmm. There was a couple themes, but he was doing the soundtrack for Steven Spielberg's AI uh, artificial intelligence movie, which came out the same year. So Don Davis was chosen as the composer under Williams recommendation. Interesting. It's so, like, I don't want to do it. Just give it to this person. Yeah. I mean, he would just do something similar. It's fine. Yep. Jeff Goldblum confirmed in an interview that he was not invited back to reprise his role as Ian Malcolm. How dare you? How I know. Apparently some dare people you. Like, <laughs> <laughs> people thought that like they just didn't do anything he's like no nobody got a hold of me yeah it's like ridiculous right ridiculous nobody knew how to get a hold of yeah me. right all right if you guys are ready let's my body get is ready this plot going so we opened to some cool title credits where we get the ripples like the dino right. like the t-rex ripples as he's stepping uh and then it and then we get the jurassic park and then we get the tear of the three right in the middle and you're like ooh, cool <laughs> <laughs> it's like screams early 2000s yes like, yeah. so good <laughs> we are back at isla sorna and then they gotta put a big old restricted right over it yeah no you <laughs> we then meet uh a dumb i just put in in the script dumbass guy we meet dumbass guy and kid as we as we get terrible green screens. Ben, yeah, ben, ben, ben Hildebrand, sorry. No, he's dumbass guy. He sucks. Get me as close as you can. Yeah. So we get really terrible green screen as they are about to do some paragliding or pa pa yep. parasailing, paragliding, whatever the hell they're doing. It's very foggy as the two go up. And when the boat hits the fog, it gets attacked. What does it get attacked by? Who, who knows? Who the, who the hell knows? Where did they go? Yeah. If you if you look at like how like when they're going between like the rock, like the island, and then there's like that rock in the middle of the water they're going to before, before this fog bank hits. Yeah. By the way, the fog bank is nowhere near that thick as it's portrayed. From, yeah. Like, what? Up top. Yeah. I, and like they're far. They're a good ways out. Yeah. From, like from the like the land, how deep is that water? I, but, <laughs> but here's the thing: what got them? You never find out. It can't be a pterosaur because you would have seen them fly away, right? You would have seen them fly right. out of the fog. It probably would have gotten the Ben and Eric first because they're right. up in the air. 
not the people on the boat. So was it the Spinosaurus? Uh, that's what I assume they're implying it's the Spinosaurus. That's what I've always thought uh, it was. It's, it's, but it's, it doesn't make sense. It's stupid. This whole opening yeah, scene sucks, sense. but it has to set up for what is going to happen throughout this ridiculous movie. And the whole, the whole scene. Yeah. Like, let me know when you get done with this boat scene, because I have something I got to say about this boat scene. We were talking about when we were watching the movie. So when they, when they realize that they that the guys are gone, that they're both just completely gone, uh, they untether from the, the line and then they fly towards the island. This is never good. Dinosaur. And we get more terrible green screen. In right. To... Why would you fly that far into yeah. the island? Wouldn't you stick to the coast? Exactly. Like, this guy's... Yeah, this guy sucks. And who just... So, like... <laughs> Go ahead. Well, here's the thing: is like in the middle, in the beginning of this movie, you don't know that this Ben guy, which you don't even know that's who he is. You don't know that this isn't this kid's father. You, you, if you are somebody watching this movie for the first time, you expect this to be father and son having a vacation together, and then this shit happens and they fly into the island. But then you find out that's not the case. You find out his name when she starts yelling everybody's yep. name. Well, well but the Shut thing up, is, lady. the thing is, though, is when when the, the boat's like going unmanned and they're like, oh, no, we're going to crash. Like, guys, like you're on this tether. If you hit and the boat stops, the tether is going to keep going ahead and just kind of pull you down into the water. Like, you're not just going to like the boat's going to crash and you're going to explode instantly. I yeah. think you would have been OK if you didn't get untethered while you might hit the water pretty hard. But I think you would have been OK. Yeah. My my problem with it is why unless whatever was attacking the boat was pulling on their tether, they would have not known. Yeah, unless the only thing if it was the spinosaurus, it's very possible it hit the tether at some point, or the or the tether it came but in it contact would have with the had to body. Pulled right. really hard on it. Yeah, that's true. Not uh, hitting yeah. it. This this whole opening scene's just not good. It's it's horrible. And and you get really bad green screen too. Of the island, like as they're up in the air flying, and like the like behind them when it shows the island, it's all it's terrible effects. Yeah, yet this movie it did not age well. No, 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 no. Especially when this movie cost twenty million dollars more than the Lost World. Yet the it's Lost World eight had years. Like, but it's just go eight years know. into the past, and the original Jurassic Park had effects that stayed stayed yes. the test of time better. Yes, we then cut to alan grant he's back everybody you're badass and he's playing with some toy dinosaurs with a little kid whose kid is this well guess what it's ellie sattler's kid but guess what she's not married to to grant she's married to a guy named mark and he works in the state department remember that everybody he works for the state department (laughs) that sounds like such like excuse me this is mark from the state department like (laughs) <laughs> oh man ellie is she an author so, now and yeah, she, she sounds hideous yes. so, so ellie is an author now and she talks about how she <laughs> uh she mentions jack horner that she got a quote yep. for, from jack horner in uh her book which is who michael creighton got inspiration for grant that was that was grant's inspiration when he wrote yep. jurassic park we meet yes yeah, so we meet ellie's husband mark who works for the state department remember that and Grant is still obsessed with raptors and he explains that they were probably the smartest animals to ever live. Smarter than dolphins, start, smarter than chimps. They were smart. Yeah, I, Ellie had the best reaction to that, by the way. Do you remember the sounds they make? I try not to. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. yep. And him trying to tell the little boy, oh, these two probably wouldn't play together. No, yeah. these two would yeah. play together. Like, yep. Alan, they're... He's three. Wait till he's five. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, that's going to make a difference. And he's talking to the parrot. It's yeah. Alan. Say my, my name's Alan. Man. Birds does not yeah. give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
We then cut to Alan speaking at a seminar to put out there that they need help to continue digging them dinos. Nobody is interested in that. Uh, they just want to ask questions about the events of Jurassic Park and the Lost World. And Grant she was not around. for No, Grant was not involved with the <laughs> events of the Lost World. And somebody asks if you will ever go back. And he said, nothing on heaven or earth will ever get me back on that island. Well, see, the thing is, is ironically, which this kind of, I guess if it's somebody younger that doesn't know, this kind of makes no sense that that one guy asking the question of if they go there would make it. Because any real scientist would understand that those being genetically modified animals, yeah. they're not the originals and therefore would not, in theory, act exactly like an original creature. Oh, I love so that. So paleo bio... Oh, go ahead. I, just, I love the line that Grant says where he talks about dinosaurs are gone like we are digging yeah. them up those are real dinosaurs what are on those islands are just theme park attractions they're not those aren't real yeah. Yeah. i love and that's but that that's valid like yes. i agree 100 percent with that because anybody with worth their salt in that field would know that because it's it's not the original you're not testing you're not studying the original version of that animal no and especially with using frog dna which we've seen done before like with the dilophosauruses with their venom and stuff like that which they would not naturally have right um they they mentioned that and if you dig into lore because there's also there's the the head shapes wrong the venom they spit and they don't have a notch there's supposed to be a notch in the front of their jaw but like stuff like that would affect how the animal would in theory act in real life right here's my thing though going back to we're going back to Jurassic Park here when we're talking about the Dilophosaurus and the uh -huh. the features that the Dilophosaurus had with the frill and the, the the poison or venom or whatever it was yeah is this I feel like this is kind of a um, subtle nod, like something, a foreshadow to the future because of the fact that in the future we get a lot of splicing. We get a lot of dino splicing and, and creating these new dinosaurs that never existed. So maybe yeah. that was an early, like a Woo's early experiment into it, like use it, like the way that he creates the Dilophosaurus. Maybe like in that, in the universe, the Dilophosaurus in reality is what we know it as like when we read a dinosaur, a book about dinosaurs, but yet he created that to make it more interesting. So, yeah, so I, I don't know. I don't really want to go too much into it until we talk about Jurassic world, because that's where, you know, the genetic splicing and all that stuff where they make the hybrid dinosaurs comes into play where it's not much, you know, it doesn't really make much sense here. Um, I just was thinking about it. So we'll talk more about it on the Jurassic world episode and we'll get back to Jurassic park. What I said, We'll get back to Jurassic Park three. I will. I will have some stuff, by the way, that will help bridge uh, Jurassic Park three and explain the whole Spinosaurus situation and other dinosaurs I, that aren't in other movies. Are you talking about the where they're talking about how it's not on the list? Yeah. Okay. I, can explain I have. A, I have. A, I have a couple. I have a couple theories that I found um, that I'll also mention when we get to that. Absolutely. Absolutely. We get to meet the pointless mercenaries Nash, Udesky, and Cooper. Uh, who cares? Well, Grant is back in Montana at his dig. So Dr. Grant, <laughs> Dr. Grant's brown truck from the Museum of the Rockies and Montana State University logos on it was based on the vehicle that belonged to Dr. Jack Horner, paleontologist yeah. consultant on the Jurassic Park movies, as well as the man on whom the character of Grant is based. We meet Billy, uh, who is helping a, a newbie, Billy! who's helping a newbie figure out how to properly dig. Try to oh, this it's rough. Smooth. <laughs> yeah, he was he was real smooth. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Billy Billy shows Grant a 3D printer that can print out a Velociraptor resonating chamber, which 
makes me happy. Right? <laughs> the the uh, Velociraptor resonating chamber that Billy shows Dr. Grant is actually a dog's resonating chamber, increased yep. in size to fit a raptor's head. Yep. And then we meet one of my favorite characters, Paul Kirby. Fuck! <laughs> <laughs> he wants to meet with Grant about a proposition as he tells him he's super rich. He's a rich man. We then get to go to a bar where we meet Mrs. Kirby, my other favorite character in this movie, oh, played yes. by Taya Leone. And I love her as an actress, but I just want to... Oh! <laughs> <laughs> All right, it's throwing her pen, everybody. She likes She's this angry. character a lot. I am sorry. I mm. Between if... her screaming and her reaction yep. to the later, I'm like, come on. Yeah. So if you didn't notice, when they walk into the bar... There is a Jurassic Park pinball machine in the corner. I had heard that, but I never paid attention to it, ever. And the song that is playing is called Big Hat No Cattle by who? Pixar legend Randy Newman, the man who came out with You Got a Friend in Me from (laughs) Toy Story. All right? Now, the funny thing is, is that this song was chosen because the song is about lying and making yourself out to be someone who you are not. Exactly what the Kirbys do in order to fool Dr. Grant into being their guide. This is further evidence when Paul takes out his checkbook and claims to be capable of writing whatever amount he wants on it. In the bre- in the background, yeah. In the background, while he is saying that, is the line "and I lie, lie, lie." Wow! And then the scene well ends. Well well I gotta give props to Jurassic Park three for that. It doesn't nice even have dinosaurs story. in it. I'm like, damn, that's good. So yeah, the Kirby's want Grant to come with them because they have access to fly over Isla Sorna and see dinosaurs. Dinosaurs. Gotta say it like that. Yes, dinosaurs. And of course, Kirby says, hey, what number you want me to put on this check? And of course, Grant, being a guy who needs a lot of money to continue doing what he does, is like, all right. So he's in. Does it it feel like his plot point has been used before? (laughs) Yep. (laughs) I know I've said a few times. Something we've talked something we talked about a couple weeks ago. (laughs) So now we are on a plane heading to Isla Sorna. And guess what? Billy came along and he's got a lucky pack because we haven't seen that before in a Jurassic Park movie. No way. He's like, this is my lucky. He even says this is my lucky pack. And I'm like, come on. You gotta be kidding me. Lucky strap. Literally, it said that Steve, it was, it was reported that Steven Spielberg gave Joe Johnston pretty much complete creative control and just to not, to not do, don't, don't, don't copy off him essentially do what you're going to do. And this is already like several things and it keeps going. Yep. Uh, Grant takes a nap and he takes a nap like Indiana Jones. He puts his head over his head and then he wakes up and we got a talking, talking Raptor. Alan. Alan. Why was this a thing? Does Grant have common theme between this one and the next, the next movie? dreams does does grant have common does grant have common dreams of just talking raptors that sound like billy i'm so confused he may have had to drink while he was on this plane because he knew Mm. they were flying lower than they should be yeah so maybe he had a drink or two so we're here we're here baby to beautiful hawaii i mean it's a sorna i'm happy I'm happy we got the uh, the great John Williams theme as they fly over the island. It's always, it always yes. gets me going. They see dinosaurs and Grant starts talking about them, but the Kirbys could not give more of a fuck. The pilot asks about landing and Grant is not about that life. 
Cooper, uh, he gets all riled up and that's when Cooper gets up and knocks him out. And I love the Billy scene where he turns around. He's like, hey, how you know the Kirby's like yeah, we, from church? We go to the same church. So speaking of that, there's actually a theory and I don't necessarily disagree that Billy was kind of in like obviously very much in on everything going on leading up to this. Yeah, because because when because when Kirby first meets Grant in the the, the tent. And they introduce himself to Grant. And he says, "Oh, hi, Billy." Like yeah. he already knows Billy. Yeah. And like just several things that happen. And then when when he asks him out to dinner, and Grant's like apprehensive, and Billy's like, "Well, we'd love to." Like clearly, he knows. There's he knows more than what's going on. Than well, obviously, what Grant knows. It's very obvious. Well, I mean, obviously later. He, and then later, yeah, he, for sure. He knew. No, I'm just saying he knew. Like he, <laughs> oh, yeah. he, he was knew. that. He was that final puzzle piece that the Kirby's needed to get him to go. Yeah. yeah. Fit just right. So as Grant wakes up, he finds out they're on the ground and he can hear freaking Amanda Kirby yelling out there, Eric! Ben! Shut it's up! Eric with K as well. Yeah, Eric Ben doesn't have an H in it somewhere. <laughs> and, and that's when you get that's when you get Grant telling Mr. Kirby's like, tell Mrs. Kirby to stop doing that. It's a bad idea. What's a bad What's idea? A bad idea? Oh God! And then you hear the the first roar of the big old dino on the island. And that's when Billy's like, "Oh, T Rex!" And he's like, "Greg goes, no, much bigger." So I don't like the way that line's delivered by Grant it's or by way, Billy. By Grant, like Billy's just like that sounds like a T Rex. That sounds plausible, but it's like Billy seems to be saying it like in what would seem natural in that situation. But when it like gets to Grant. It's like they focus way too much on him, like how he says it. He like over like exactly like, no much bigger or something bigger. Or something. Yeah, like it's it's obviously just done for dramatic effect, and it just really feels kind of hokey in my mm. opinion. But Billy also only probably knows T Rex. No, 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 because no. They... it's not what he says; it's how he says it. True. It, it's the delivery of the line by both actors. Billy feels natural to me. Grant just it's just forced for dramatic effect. Right. How he says it, not what he says. So yeah, it doesn't sound like a T Rex. So no, God, I guess no, it makes sense to it makes yeah. sense in a way. But yeah, I I feel like I could agree to that because he's still learning. Yeah. So what the hell was that? Everyone get back on the plane. Everyone except Cooper, because Cooper is in there with his big old sniper rifle trying to shoot whatever the hell this thing is. Yeah, because everybody comes running yeah. out of the woods, but Cooper. Yeah. Like, yeah. What's going to be? He'll be and all then, right. <laughs> yeah. And then Nash starts the plane. He starts going. He's down the. He's going down the runway. He's going really fast. That's when Cooper comes out, and he's all <laughs> bloodied up. And he's like, stop, please. He's like, Cooper, I can't stop. I can't stop. And that's when the, and that's when the big dinosaur comes out of nowhere, takes out Cooper, and that's when they try to pull up. Now, here is a theory. So there's a theory, there are two theories. So a fan theory is that the Spinosaurus that kept hunting the humans wanted revenge for getting hit by the plane. Even though it goes by very fast, you see the plane clipping the Spinosaurus sail. Yep. Another theory is that the Spinosaurus was actually killed by getting hit by the plane and the one pursuing them is actually its mate wanting revenge. Okay. I'd buy into the first one more than the second. Yeah, I I, I, I feel the same way. Yeah. So after that all happens, the plane crashes into trees, and then the big boy dinosaur comes and cracks that plane open like a tuna, like a tuna can. After Cooper gets eaten. <laughs> yep. Yeah, Coop gets eaten. Yep, Coop gets eaten. Well, that's what causes everything to happen because they had to dodge the the big old dino. the The Spinosaurus, we'll, we'll call it the Spinosaurus right now. They find uh, he he opens up the plane. He, t- he eats Nash after Nash takes the satellite phone to try to call for help. Dinosaurus. Yeah. 
and that then knocks the plane out of the tree because the the plane when it crashed is sat in the tree and that's what grant open kind of like tries to open the door he's like we are not on the ground we haven't landed yet the plane when it's on the ground gets rolled around as the the spino's got its longer arms than the t-rex so it can use its arms for yeah for extracurricular activities and Mrs. Kirby tries to t- decide she's going to try to run away. And Grant says, no, get back here. They finally do okay. make a run for it. And for some, can somebody explain to me how all these people are out running this massive dinosaur? <laughs> it's it's crazy, man. How fast? I mean, listen, this thing is huge. So it could take giant strides, right? You would figure? Yeah. I assume it can move similarly to a T-Rex, 30, right. 35 miles an hour. So we're not range in full stride. It's got, it's got long legs. Yeah. yeah. And they're, yeah, they're outrunning it. Like, no, that's, no. I'm sorry, but that's, that's, that, no. that's like you trying to outrun Godzilla. It's not happening. You no, know, Godzilla no. is significantly bigger, but whatever. They lose the big dinosaur and they run into a very hungry T-Rex who's just trying to enjoy its lunch. And these people had to piss it off. And then it gets, and then it ends up getting into a fight with another dinosaur that it doesn't want to get into a fight with. Right. And then we get our we get our big old dino battle that we haven't gotten in any Jurassic Park movie. No. And uh, Grant trips. He falls in between two logs. That's not a very good place to hide. And the CG during this fight was so bad. It was so choppy. I didn't like the color. Like it was so it just looked off to me. The character. It seemed like the dino models, like the dinosaur lacked detail or definition. Yeah. They seem kind of like there wasn't. I don't know. Maybe that was just me. The the big dinosaur makes quick work of the T Rex by snapping its neck. This is the Which first. Is yeah, this is the way. first Jurassic Park film where the T Rex dies and a raptor doesn't. Oh, good call. Uh, see, the problem is, is at the beginning of the fight when the T Rex got a hold of the Spinosaurus, it was very likely the Spinosaurus would have, like T Rex would have had it. The Spinosaurus is jaws are designed more for catching fish and stuff like that mm-hmm. they're not the t-rex is designed for just crushing like it had like spinosaurus the by the neck i know they wanted to hype the spinosaurus up but the t-rex should have just should have just had it end of story like that it should have been done yeah. there i know it's a movie but and and with the spinosaurus it just doesn't have the I know it's strong, but it just doesn't have the same strength where it needs to to do what it did. So, in I don't re- think. yeah. So in reality, uh, the T-Rex and the Spinosaurus, they didn't even live on the same continent. They wouldn't have ever no. come in contact with each other. But in no. but they uh, according to studies by Jack Horner, uh, the T-Rex most likely was a scavenger mm-hmm. and the Spinosaurus was actually more of a predatory animal. So yeah. he thinks that in reality, the Spinosaurus still would have came out on top between the fight between these two. Mm. But interesting. We're never gonna know. <laughs> nope. Especially with the more modern design, I don't think it would have. Exactly. Fuck the Kirby's. They suck. Grant's never been on this island, and uh, I hate that the Kirby's are the reason for this whole goddamn movie. They yeah, suck. Like you, like Udesky's. Like I told you not to kidnap anybody. Yes. <laughs> and they're like, oh, we thought you were a mercenary. He's like, no, I'm just uh, kind of like the. I, yeah, I just set up like everything, the, but some guy yeah, called out like, a sick. <laughs> I never said I was a mercenary. No, Udesky's great. I like Udesky. Yeah, I I like that. I like the actor, and yeah, his character. Out of all the mercenaries, he was the best. Nash wasn't terrible, but of course, he gets killed off pretty quick, and Cooper was pointless. Yep, except he went to church with him, right? (laughs) Allegedly. So the gang all goes back to the plane to salvage uh, the parts and everything that was in it. Uh, We get a very awkward changing scene between Mister and Missus Kirby, which we did not need. I hated it. I hate all the interactions when it's just between Mr. and Mrs. Kirby. They're all bad. Just get rid of it. 
We find out that the big boy dinosaur is a Spinosaurus because of its size and the massive sail on its back. Now, here are... This is what I found as one of the the whole reasoning behind it not being on the list. Now you can, well, I'll state, I'll state my thing and then you can tell me if it matches Absolutely. what you have in your head or if it's completely different. So the reason the Spinosaurus is absent from the list of dinosaurs created by InGen and its overall existence on Isla Sorna is left unanswered. One theory is that InGen scientists mistook the juveniles that lacked their famous sail seen in the adults for its relative baryonics or Suchomimus. This could hold true as the Suchomimus type specimen is a subadult and the hollow type of baryonyx is commonly believed to have not have been fully grown. Furthermore, the movie Spinosaurus snout is similar in appearance to Suchomimus, and that's why Billy thinks at first that yeah. that's what it is. So that is the theory I found about why the Spinosaurus wasn't on the list because they create they, pretty much the whole thing is they created the Spinosaurus not knowing it was a Spinosaurus. They yep. created it thinking it was a Baryonyx or a Suchomimus because of the way they look as they, they don't get that there's, you know, their famous sale until they're full adults. Okay. And it, and the scientists were like, and then by the time they left, like by, by the time all the engine scientists left the Island, uh, it grew up into being an adult and everybody's like, Oh shit, we didn't know that was what that was. <laughs> right. So, so do you have another one? Was no, that, that was it. That was it. That was it. Okay. So here's what I, this is who I talked. I have a guy that I really like to follow. He's really, he does a lot of deep dives into lore and stuff. And there were some websites that came out around Jurassic world, Jurassic world fallen kingdom that kind of bridged the gap between three and Jurassic world. And this will cover what we talked about. Henry Wu in the first one, why everybody, why you were concerned about why he was ended up doing what he did in the later films. So <clears throat> I'm going to try to give the abridged version. So after the original Jurassic Park, Henry Wu was part of the cleanup operation in '94 and Nublar to assess what was left and all that stuff. In the early, and he ended up making some because he always wanted to make his own animal. Like that was his thing to make right. his own creature. Right. Well, he made his own flower with genetics, a completely hundred percent unique hybrid flower Mizrani, after he bought engine from hammond liked what woo's work essentially put him in charge now Mizrani bought engine he put woo in charge of a secret project um called um that was called the amalgam project which was the stepping stone to get jurassic world going right after this film but there was an act that was in uh, uh put in place prior to that called the gene guard act that made it illegal to clone any more prehistoric animals essentially after jurassic park one and two well they did the amalgam project which they took animals on isla sorna and he experimented on them for nine months this was done in a hundred percent illegally because you can't do this at this point in time in the film series well there's four dinosaurs in that movie that are not on engines list it's the ceratosaur we're not to that yet Spinosaurus, uh, Corythosaurus, and and uh, Ankylosaur, and all these animals were experimented on within nine months. And during that process, apparently, the Spinosaur was a mistake that Wu left. All these animals were abandoned on uh, Isla Sorna. That's yep. why they did not appear in Lost World as well. These were ab- abandoned after the nine month period, and because the Spino was so inaccurate, it is claimed in this information that he was trying to replicate feathers on dinosaurs to make them realistic and the spinosaurus was one of the main causes of that gene splicing that's why he's so inaccurate as opposed to a modern spinosaurus okay we see nowadays this is the explanation they gave in like deep canon for this for these shows 
That, this was all Henry Wu. It was all legal shit prior to Jurassic World. It was what started the process toward Britain Jurassic. I would love some like books to come out to kind of bridge the gaps to give us all that information. I know Michael, I Crichton, would. Michael Crichton passed away, unfortunately, so we, we can't yeah. get any more from him. Uh, but I would love if someone wrote kind of, you know, I, I would read a book about all the in-betweens between all of these movies to kind of bridge everything and put everything into perspective of having to just search the internet for a bunch of these different theories or whatever well, the, is a pain in the ass. The thing for a lot of this, some of this information is actually were, were official websites that the people at that made for Jurassic World made leading up to the Jurassic World. Yeah, the Masrani Kingdom. Yeah, because Masrani yeah. has a, a website. You can actually go on and it states that during the events of Jurassic Park 3, Hammond has passed away. Yeah, Hammond is yeah dead. exactly. So, they, but that, that, those are the websites that the, this guy found. I'll tell you who it is. It's the same guy I sent the one video from. Like, he digs oh, a lot okay. of that stuff, and it's very interesting thing. So, anyway, but that, that kind of explains why the Spinosaurus is there, plus those other three, those three other three animals. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to link that uh, that person's channel in the description yeah, for this video. I'm going to I'm gonna link a bunch uh, of different videos that um, I want you guys to check out. Once you watch this podcast, there's a bunch of videos I want you guys to check out um, that have to do with, you know, what Dan's talking about with all these you know, to kind of give you more information. And also uh, my favorite ch YouTube channel, um, Dead Meat, did a Kill Count on Jurassic Park 3. So you guys want to check all those out. Yeah, the guy's name, I'll just say it real quick, is Clayton uh, Fiorito, Fioriti. Fioriti. Yeah, I've watched him for a long. He's a really cool guy. But anyway, go all ahead. All right. Awesome. Did you? Love it. Uh, uh, we find out Mr. Kirby is a fraud and they are not rich. What? He owns, no. a, he owns a Peyton Tile Plus. Kirby plus yeah <laughs> and they are really Not there to find their son as they're going through they're talking about you know is amanda still trying to yell out eric's name and all that shit then uh, paul's like amanda stop and he's and she's like what what you, you're just gonna do everything grant says he's like i don't want that tricycle plot <laughs> Chasing yes. us. <laughs> I had to write that down because I love that. They find wow, the parasail, awesome. a life vest, and a camera, which shows the events from the beginning to where uh, to when they land on the island. Or Mrs. K gets one last encounter with her boyfriend Ben, but it's not one that she wants to see. It's his decaying body hanging from the uh, from the parasail. Surprise! <laughs> this is this is the one where I think she overreacted because when the the skeleton hits her, she's all like. <gasps> Oh, she freaks out. Like, she freaks out. Just really. And then she takes off, and that's when Grant's like, get her back, Mr. Kirby. She's all like running like this. Yeah. And then as they are, <laughs> as as Mr. Kirby is trying to calm her down and all that, they run into uh, raptor eggs, raptor nests, and it's that's time it. to go. Yeah. You better look at this. <laughs> they all start heading towards somewhere, and Billy's not around. Where's Billy at? He goes back and Billy's like, oh, we're just taking a picture of the nest. Like, All right there, Billy, you're being sketchy, bud. Yeah. We then see a facility in the distance. And fun fact, this is actually a reskin of the facility that you see in Jurassic, the Lost World Jurassic Park, the one that they go to at the end of Act 2. Uh, they just re... It's not the same one in this movie, but it's the same design. They just reskinned it to look like a different part of the island. Because I always thought that. I'm like, is this the same spot 
but it doesn't make any sense because the that one is more close to the coast where this one is more inland. Mrs. Kirby tries the phones. Of course, they don't work. And so what does Mr. Kirby try to do? He tries to use money to get into the vending machine when the power's <laughs> not working. He's I got like three trying. or four. Yeah. yeah. Anybody got any, any quarters? Yeah. Bi- Billy, four. Billy kicks. He's just trying to be, I guess, making up for the lies he told. He's just trying to be wholesome. Yeah. Billy. And he's not. Oh, and we didn't talk about Billy's actor. Billy's actor is uh, Alessandro Nivola, <laughs> who he is awesome. He's actually going to be in the upcoming Sopranos uh, prequel film coming out at the end of this year. He plays like one of the main characters. He's like the guy who helps make Tony Soprano the man. And he he is in the show. He was also in Face Off. He was he played Nicolas Cage's brother. Two brothers. Gotta love Face Off is such a good movie. Have you ever seen it with John Travolta? Dude, I remember the advertisements on old VHSs for Face Off. Uh, So watch. We're we're gonna do a review on Face Off. It's gonna be a a one-off review, but goddamn, Face Off's a great movie. (laughs) Face Off and uh, Broken Arrow. Yes, I remember your brother and you watch that shit all the time or something. Two John Woo classics right there. (laughs) <laughs> with my man John Travolta before he became a just a guy who took any role he could get. <laughs> 20 is a 20, dude. Mm-hmm. Holes is holes. So, yeah, so they try to get into the vending machine. Billy kicks it in to get the snacks. Paul tries to kick it. Doesn't break. Hurts himself. That's about right for his character. He's like, oh, nobody saw that. Yeah, they wander into a spooky lab where everything went down, how they created everything. And she says, Is this how you make dinosaurs? And he says, This is how you play God. This is how you play God. Yep. Uh, Mrs. Kirby is walking through all of the like testing areas and all that, and all the the vasts of had like, you know, where they were cloning the dinosaurs. And she notices a raptor head, just like, "Mm, That seems interesting. She's like getting real close to it. And then the eye moves and then the raptor attacks and then Shit. the raptor. Yep. They got to run and tell me how Why they, would that be the first thing you think is yeah. like, Oh, this isn't real. Let me get closer. Also, how did they outrun this raptor? Again, we're never going to know. Yeah. How did they outrun any of them? <laughs> uh, they trapped the raptor in a door, like a cell door and raptor. it becomes, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> And if you didn't notice, these raptors had little uh, feathers coming out of the top of its head. And these were the male raptors. Yeah. And as it's being as it's trapped, it starts making a call. It starts making its a call. It's calling to the other raptors and Grant's all intrigued because he's, you know, he's never heard this specific noise. Figures out all oh, that he's calling for help. Uh, they t- So they decide to run away. They're running with the dinosaurs. It's kind of like running with the bulls, but this seems much more terrifying. Just oh, running in between all of these dinosaurs and the I love it as they um, they get to the brush where they get into the woods. You see the raptors run through them too. all of the dinosaurs. It just is yeah. so cool. I love it when they're like working together and they're flying because you don't really this is actually the first Jurassic Park where you got to see the raptors like full out sprint. Yeah, because you really see much of it. No, because in Lost World, they don't really run They They were just kind of stalking them in the, the long grass. Yeah, yeah. Where this one, you get to see them actually run full speed, and I loved it. The Raptors get Udesky, and Mrs. Uh, Kirby gets tricked because he, I love it, with a Raptor steps on his back and uses the giant claw, stabs him in the back. But then he starts to twitch, and Mrs. Kirby thinks he's still alive, so she's going to try to save him. 
She crazy. She trips and f- she like falls over and she hangs upside down and that's when the Raptors try to get her and it's because they set a trap. They did it on purpose. Silly. They Mrs. Smart. Kirby. They smart boy. I was kind of hoping I was kind of hoping she just fell down. The Raptors got her too. But we can't be that fortunate. No. Solve one of our problems. Yeah. Just one. <laughs> Grant gets cornered by some more Raptors um, as he's watching them like making calls and you know trying to find them. But he gets cornered by a bunch of raptors, but he gets saved by some gas and a jungle boy, a.k.a. Eric. Mo- it's Mowgli. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They hide in an empty fuel truck and boy, he and he has a he has a the the I love the what you, you have. You have T-Rex pee. He's like, it'll scare away the T-Rex. It'll scare away a T-Rex, but it will attract a mighty big one. You're talking about the Spino. Spinos yep. love that pee. Oh, wait. Oh, yeah. And how dare you? Bad mouth, Ian Malcolm. How dare you? I know, he just shits all Oh over. my god, who's he talking about chaos too much? Shut up. Shut up, Eric. <laughs> who you, asked you, you know? What do you know? Who asked you, you little punk ass? Uh, and then he freaks out because he can hear compies in the distance. Um, the they, yep, yep, they get the, and that's the only time you see him, so yeah. good on them. We see, Ank- was this the first movie we've seen Ankylosaurus in, or were they yep. in The Lost World? Nope. This okay. is the first one, like I said, for those four I mentioned earlier, Ankylosaur, Corythosaur, Spinosaurus, and Ceratosaur. So we see some Ankylosaurus for the first time in the franchise, and we get some more useless conversations between the Kirbys. I don't care. I don't care right? about any of this. Stop <laughs> it. Oh, God, they're the worst. We're trying to mend a broken family. Yeah. He, would go to the, he would go to the coast, right? Yeah. Oh, of course. Oh, yes. Time to leave the, the truck in the tree. Uh, they find a boat in the distance and i love it how both parties are like oh the bigger dinosaurs would be in the middle of the island and then grant's like no they would probably be more towards the coast which completely contradicts what they say in lost world yeah i feel like no one knows well however there are theories that the um with the uh the advent of the spinosaur in that from lost world that had disrupted a lot of animal territories mm because of how large it is of a predator and how much it would need to sustain itself. Yeah. In the distance, Eric hears his dad's satellite phone and the Kirby's reunite with their, <laughs> with their boy, Eric. Yep. And, and can you, t- yeah. Phone. So the ringtone is supposed to be the, the theme to the store. Yeah. I can't hear it. Like he <laughs> starts saying, he's like Kirby paint tile plus. I'm like, that doesn't sound like that at all. No, it doesn't. He's high. The kid's been eating too much coffee or something. something. But guess what? Mr. Kirby doesn't have the phone because he gave it to Nash and Nash got eaten by the Spino. And what do you get is probably one of the coolest shots of the film is they turn around and the Spino is just standing there perfectly still with the phone ringing inside of its stomach. Okay. Okay. I got to speak about this section and you may have trivia on this. You have trivia on this? Uh, only that sure. this was uh, Stan Winston's favorite shot of the film was the Spino yes. standing there perfectly still. Which, which again, because I think I, I looked at this too, and it makes sense because that's how a lot of predatory animals hunt. They stand still. Yeah. They're not like moving all the time. Like, because so, if they're, especially if they're an ambush predator, they're going to wait for an opportunity. Wait, wait, wait. And then go. Right. You know, which is a cool shot. I agree. I yeah, like that. They turn around and he's just like, hey. Yeah. I was like, oh, guys. Such a great shot. Are, are you guys ringing too? Yeah. <laughs> Not me, it's you. Oh, also, I should mention that Billy is very concerned. He's very concerned about getting his bag back because during back, during the whole separation, yes. he loses his bag and Grant picks it up and 
that's like the first thing that he asks Grant about when they reunite. It's like Grant's really happy to see Billy, but Billy's more like, I need my bag back. How the hell is he going to get it over the fence? Oh, no. The Spino. So, yeah. So, again, they are outrunning the Spinosaurus, which just destroys the side of this cage. Like, it just blasts through this wall. They get behind. They can outrun it. Yeah, they can outrun it. They get behind into a building. They shut the door. The Spinosaurus clearly can't get through this this door so but through a very large gate yeah or through a very yeah i don't or fence i don't understand that. but can't but get through this door. door yeah i guess expand your disbelief we find out billy stole raptor eggs and that's where we get the line that's where we get the line from grant where he says you're no better than the people who built this place he's an over raptor yeah and it pretty much Billy states that he did it because he was going to try to sell them and try to get money to continue their digs. So, I mean, he's not, I feel like he's not a tail. Like I, when I watch this, when I've watched this movie throughout my life, I never, even with Billy doing what he did, I never thought Billy was a bad character. I never immediately no, was no, like, Billy sucks. Like, fuck you, Billy. No, Billy. Like, it wasn't like Billy was just trying to be greedy and like, I'm going to get rich. No, he was trying to help the situation that Grant clearly couldn't he Grant's having a hard time getting funding. So if he can try to make some money off these eggs to help the the digs and he's just gotta do a better job at speaking. He's, like, <laughs> he's running people off. Yeah, those I like mean, those people during that conference were just not the fuck out. Just, <laughs> well, well I mean it makes sense though, because he's just trying to further like paleobiology, which at this point is dying out. I mean yeah. it's because of the the horrible perception people have about it, but in in this universe. But no, exactly. And he, but he should have known. Like, you steal something's eggs. You, he, he should know. He should be that far in his studies to know that. Hey, they're gonna know. Well, they're gonna smell this. There, there's a difference though between, like, being a paleontologist and then being like a behavioralist. Because just because you dig it up and identify the creature doesn't mean you know how that creature interacted in its environment. But that is but, true though, because it could. But they're very. He knows they're intelligent. But. And they will. How how is he learning under Grant? Yeah, that's what I said. He should know that raptors are he intelligent. Should, yeah, he should know this. Like he should at least know that much. I know. I agree. Oh, and I also will say that uh, uh, out of all the people in this whole movie, that Grant has the best lines. Yes. Where he because he does the you know you're no worse than people that built this place, and then the some of the worst things in the world were done with the best of intentions. And then the theme park monsters line, like he's got a lot of good like dialogue. They, like, they, they made says. sure they yeah. made sure to make Grant still the coolest character in the movie. Oh, absolutely! Oh, of course. Not these other suck faces. Yeah. So then we find out we are going to be hanging out in a bird cage. And why is it so Mom? fucking foggy here? Like it's so foggy in this bird cage. It's wild. See, that's what makes me. That's what makes me think it was the at the beginning. But how do they get out? Right. Do they create fog? As they do. <laughs> they're the ones they were flying Ugh. around creating this fog. <laughs> yeah. Grant smells some poop. How's that smell, yeah. Grant? That's a big old piece of poop you got there. Eric starts the corn right there. It's dead it <laughs> like his automatic thing is it's like, oh no, this isn't dirt. This is poop. I'm gonna smell it. Yeah. He so yeah, they're walking across a bridge that they, they're doing one person at a time because it's very it's not very stable. And Eric starts to go across. And that's when Grant picks the poop up, smells it, and figures out where they are. Um, that it's, you know, it's a birdcage. Bird and that's when we get the... the the <laughs> These are pterodactyls, correct? It's some pterosaur. I don't remember if it's specifically pterodactyls or pteranodons. I don't really know. 
Pterosaurs aren't my forte, unfortunately. So, which, uh, fun fact, uh, to anyone who doesn't know, pterosaurs, pterodactyls, they're not dinosaurs. Nope, they are not. So, figured I'd throw that out there because I know a lot of people like to make make sure that is always stated when you talk about pterosaurs. They are not dinosaurs. Thank you. Yeah, one of the pterosaurs lands on the bridge and starts walking across and if pops in front of Eric and he's like, you're not my mom. And he I tries, don't know, you get away from me. Yeah, he tries to run Check away. It. And I love the shot, though, as he's like, just comes out of the fog. The pterosaur picks him up and flies away with him. And then everybody else is just running around trying to f- figure their things out. And Billy decides he's going to strap on the parasail that he that they they got. And he's going to try to save Eric by jumping off the side of the cage and flying to wherever he's going to be. Eric, it's dropped. <laughs> Billy, no! It is a pteranodon. Okay. We then see Eric getting dropped uh, by a nest of pteranodons. And these ass. animatronics actually, like Trevor Morgan, who played Eric, he actually got hurt from these animatronics. Like they actually were pecking at him. Like they actually got the animatronics to like peck at him. And it actually like left marks on him. Like they could just kind of, they were a little, a little too far with him. Part of the gig, man. You got to sell it. Yeah, and they said that some of his reactions to like them attacking him were, were just genuine like fear and pain. Well, that's fair. I mean, like, I mean, it sucks because he was just a kid. He didn't know, but it makes sense. And these pteranodons are massive. They are huge. Oh, they're huge. Eric falls into the river uh, as Billy. He grabs on like Billy flies with his uh, parasail over to him. He grabs like Billy or Eric jumps on. Eric then has to drop into the river. Billy's trying to escape, but he gets tangled up on the cliff. He then has to cut himself out of of the parasail. He falls into the river, and that's when he gets swarmed by like three pteranodons as they are just pecking him to death as he floats down the river. Did you notice that like every time everybody people fall into the water, it's just conveniently deep enough for them to fall into the water? Oh my god! But then just... when like Billy like like gets in, but the next thing he shows him, he shows him running in the water. Yeah. I was like, must be a shallow spot. Yep. But if, admittedly, Billy does. I, I will point this out. Like when he's getting attacked, he's like, go! Like he's trying to get him to run. Like while the ter- uh, pteranodons yeah. are like focused yeah. on him. Yep. So like, he's not a total piece. Of sh- he's not a piece. Of no. Sh- he's just no. He's, he's just not. misunderstood. Yep. He's young. So everybody else escapes. Mrs. Kirby and Eric go out first. They she d- closes the cage. At least she thinks she does. Mr. Kirby and Grant they swim underneath. But guess what? The cage didn't close all the way, so uh oh. That's mm-hmm. not good. They finally get to the boat and we get a lot of exposition that we d- I just don't care. Eric and Grant are talking about like what Grant said to Billy before and other crap. And then we get more dinosaurs. Dude, that's a great line. Dude, are you killing me kidding me? I didn't He's I just, like I don't like all this extra conversation. I just like, to be honest, this conversation wasn't as bad as all the other conversations between the Kirby's that didn't need to be in this movie. Well, I just like the 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 Grant talking to Eric about astronauts versus astronomers. You know, astronomers. Yeah. 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 And I was like, that. It's, I think that's a, that's another one. Like another like little line. I was like, that's great. That, that's like it's so he always like gets the best shit. Like this is a, anyway, go ahead. We again, we see the dinosaur. It's funny because he. <laughs> He's always playing in poop. Not really. I was only one movie. He wasn't a poop in the first one. That was. He's playing in poop. Or he likes poop. You're a poop. Face. (laughs) A lot of poop. So much. There is a lot of poop. So much poop. 
we then see dinosaurs on the shore. We get some Brachiosaur. We get some. I Ankylos. hate that shot. Hate it. <laughs> well, the CG is also it. not good either. Like it, they look, they don't look good. I, I like the different pattern on these Brachiosaurus. Like it's a different, more colorful pattern on them. But like, why do all of them just congregate to the boat outside of it's supposed to be like one of those? Oh, this is beautiful moments, and they just again try way too fucking hard. Like you should have made it more look more naturalistic. They're not all gonna like come towards like they're coming towards the people on the camera. That's that's dumb. I'm sorry, it's stupid. It's okay, but we get the great John Williams theme playing as that happens, which is always always gets me super excited. We they, they then hear the phone again as it's as they're going down the river. It's dark out, and they see a pot, a lot of piles of dino poop. The effects, yeah, the effects crew used 250 gallons of oatmeal to simulate Spinosaurus droppings. Nice. GG. Good on them. Oh, I bet that felt great. I love when they're digging through the poop and they find it. They're like finding different pieces of like they find the sunglasses and the watch, yes. the watch. They find the bone. Yeah. Oh, from that's like, great. Um, Cooper, from and- Cooper and Nash. Nasha. Yeah. There's part of him. Oh, there's yeah. another part of him. And then they finally find the phone. We then meet a is it a Caratorus? Ceratorus? I call it's called a Ceratosaur, but Ceratosaurus. However you want to pronounce it. And we see it for the first time in the franchise. And That's it wants on the list either. Yep. And it wants nothing to do with them because they smell like shit. <laughs> well they mostly there's, they smell like Spinosaurus shit. And this dinosaur knows I'm not fucking with a Spinosaurus. <laughs> no bueno. <laughs> a little bit smaller than... To be honest, I don't even think the T-Rex really wanted to fuck with the Spinosaurus earlier in the film, but he kind of was in a situation where... Eh. It's, yeah, I will say, I don't think that... I, and I could be wrong, knowledgeable, and it could be a subspecies, but the Ceratosaur I'm familiar with, that seemed too small. Maybe it was a juvenile. Also could have been a it juvenile. Could been. Yeah. It could have been. Because if you go by the time frame given, it was only nine months that Dr. Wu was there making these embryos. So I'm sure they've got a process to grow them quick, but yeah. Anyway. I mean, they're in incubators too. So they're, they're going to probably speed up the process. Probably. It is now pouring out and Grant calls Ellie and Charlie, the little boy, her son picks up the phone. He can't find her because she's outside talking to Mark who works in the state department. Uh, <laughs> and he gets distracted by Barney because Barney's playing on the TV, which Gotta is great. That. And that's when the Spinosaurus comes in like Bruce the shark and attacks the boat. Yes, we got a Jaws reference in this movie, even if it's... Yes. (laughs) Uh, So, fun fact, the Spinosaurus... So this is the third straight Jurassic Park film to use animatronics in in rain, in the rain. Uh, With Jurassic Park, the original, uh, it was the scene where the... T-Rex breaks out of its enclosure and they had a lot of issues with the T-Rex animatronic spazzing out, collecting a lot of water in the lost world. There was the scene where they're running away from the female and they go into the waterfall and then you get the head of the T-Rex going into the waterfall. I guess it caused some issues with the animatronic in that scene. Um, And so they were, Oh, sorry, go ahead. Also, also when, when the T-Rex is attacked, the trailer, it's raining at one point during that. But there's not, yeah, I don't know that could have, I didn't read about any issues with that scene. Okay. I don't know if maybe they just added the rain in post, uh, to make it look like it was raining outside until they go outside. I don't know. It's, it's weird, but the the one part I read about was where the T-Rex's head goes into the waterfall. Yeah, Yeah. So they were very nervous about 
doing a rain scene with an animatronic, especially one as big as the Spinosaurus. But I guess it worked flawlessly. They it didn't have any issues. It was the best. Uh, I guess it was the best that Stan Winston had ever. He was so that was like his proudest moment of the whole film, just because of all the issues they had uh, with the yeah. prior films. I mean, and Steven Spielberg is infamous for, you know, animatronics and water. Right. That's so, what I was just about to say. <laughs> so the spinal traps them under the water in a cage as Grant tells Ellie where he is before he goes under. River! When he says, in the river, Site B. That's what he says. Never knew that's what he said. I, I only the river. So he says the river site B before he gets under the water. I never knew he said site B until I watched it this, this past time. And I had the subtitles on because I always watch movies with subtitles now. And because I catch things I just never can hear. Well, see, that's what I was. I never could never heard that before either, because I've watched like yourself, watch this movie a shit ton of times. And I never figured like, how the hell did she find him? She star 69 him. Well, yeah, she did. But yeah. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, so they're now under the water. They're trapped in this cage and Mr. K escapes and climbs onto a crane to distract the Spino so that the others can escape. Gasoline is pouring into the river and the Spinosaurus knocks down the crane as Grant shoots a flare, setting a fire that scares away the Spinosaurus. Bye, Spinosaurus. It's the last time we'll see you in the franchise. I hope it comes back. I really hope it comes back. Fucking Dominion. I want it back. I love the Spinosaurus, man. We have a new big daddy in Dominion, dude. I was doing my research. I found out. I don't. I don't even. I don't want to know. I don't want to know anything I'm about gonna, Dominion. I'm not gonna tell you. Yeah, I want I no knowledge about it. Dominion because all I want is a better movie than Fallen Kingdom. That's all I That's want. Fair. Uh, Mr. Kirby is alive, even though everyone thinks he's dead. I love it where they're like, "You can't do this to me, Paul." And he's like, "Do what? <laughs> I'm right here." Anywhere. Uh, like, we then get more useless Kirby conversations about how he drove a, his trailer into the water and then a. Tr- a tow truck tried to pull him out and that got pulled into the water. I was like, Oh my God, I hate everything about these fucking people. He misses fishing. Yeah. <laughs> it's time to go to the coast, but not yet. Water? Yeah. <gasps> it's the coast. Oh, they start running, man. but guess what? They get some visitors as the Raptors say, uh, uh-uh, uh, you have something of ours. You need to give back. Hand it over. Customs. Yeah. You were not allowed to take yeah. anything off this Island. So yeah, so I like the I like the look of the raptors. I, I like how there's distinctive looks between the the male and females. How the males are darker with like the blue or the green with a little bit of the feather shit on their head, and then you got well, the females males, that look like the original raptors. But wouldn't it be opposite? No, males in most societies are are most uh, animal groups are more colorful and flashy. They use it as right. mating displays to attract mates, and the women are tend to be or females tend to be more drab. Which is that's how they should have done the original Jurassic Park because I know they weren't sex uh, the sexes weren't really defined but I think the big one in the first Jurassic Park should have been gray like the one yeah. the female in this one I don't, yeah those spiders are I don't I don't hate them I don't hate it 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 is what it is but they're definitely not my favorite raptors of the franchise oh, no, but I yeah. do like the distinction between the males and females yeah yeah absolutely we then. Uh, as uh, so Mrs. Kirby, the Raptors pretty much want Mrs. Kirby to give the eggs back. And as she's doing that, Grant sees the resonating chamber and the bottom of the bag. And that's when he starts doing the call. But that's Mr. Kirby's like, no, call for help, call for help. And then that's what gets the Raptors to leave without well, them killing that them. Raptor is all up in her well, business, though, because. Uh-huh. It was, I was talking to Angela about this when we were watching the movie. It makes me wonder if these raptors, or maybe real raptors, I don't know, are uh, 
they have a matriarchal society where there's a dominant female because that's what it seems to be what's been going on at least in the first and this one because it was yeah. the big female yeah and then now there's this one but yeah because they they do they do the noise to confuse them and then they hear the helicopters yes okay they're like what the fuck yeah so they grab the eggs they get out and that's when we get them the whole gang run into the the the, the shore and as we got the guy with the bullhorn he's calling for dr grant and they're like, that's not, don't do that. That's a bad idea. We had to get that one more freaking time. God well, damn. why, why do, does that not feel like when you see that one dude in a suit standing on the beach with a megaphone, does that not feel like this like twilight zone, surrealish kind yeah. of like, what the, why is this dude here by himself in the middle of the beach? It makes no sense. <laughs> well, that's when we see all the military guys hop or drive onto the beach and the helicopters and all that. And that's when Eric's like, well, now you really got to thank her. Guess what? She it's because of Mark. And the Marines. Yeah. Mark Guess what? State Mark from the State Department. <laughs> <laughs> we find out Billy is alive and he saved Grant's hat. Thanks, Billy. Yeah. I had heard that like they apparently fought tooth and nail, like the writers or something fought like Joe Johnston or somebody to tooth and nail to make sure Billy doesn't die. Because like apparently he was supposed to die. I, mean, I feel like it would have been it would have it would have I don't know. I feel like they kind of just lost everything with that. Like if he died, be like we, we're gonna finish. We're gonna make sure we survive and we finish this for Billy. And then he's alive, and you're like, oh, well, I guess we didn't need that then. Well, I mean, but like, I mean, does does his death really do anything? Not really, to be honest. If you look back at it. Like, I mean, even, even if he lived or died, it doesn't really do anything. It doesn't change, like, it like, doesn't change anything. Yeah, Except he gets his hat anything. back. Yeah. All you have to do is like, at, at the very end, like, change. here's how you change it. At the very end of the movie, they give the, the eggs back to the raptors, and like the raptors like pick up the eggs, and the female raptor looks over, and then another raptor comes in with Grant's hat on, drops it on the ground in front of him, and says, Alan, and then walks away. <laughs> and then like you got your hat back <laughs> oh boy <laughs> and then he wakes up from a dream the final scene is very reminiscent to the fi- original the final scene in the original where they're flying in the helicopter and, and but instead <laughs> of pelicans it's pteranodons and Pelican nobody balls. is co- and nobody is concerned that wild that these pteranodons are just flying away from the island yeah, nobody says going? shit about them. No. They're probably looking for new nesting grounds. Like, well, but all the people they're probably gonna kill. Like, did you ever think about that? Right. And then then the the wife says um something about not coming to some place in Ohio. No, in Oklahoma. Oklahoma. Okay. Oklahoma. Where the wind goes swooping down the plains. Yeah. twister i was like they have to make it a long ways to the middle of the united states listen this is how it all starts all right first we get killer bees then murder hornets and then we get pterosaurs and last but not least the thing that i always question um wouldn't uh the kirby's get in trouble for all this shouldn't they be going to jail no shit Shouldn't like technically they could put everybody in jail. <laughs> yeah, they only got permission to fly low, not land. Yep, yep. that's true. Yep. So everybody there should be held accountable. Yeah, they. Yep. they don't I think Grant that. might very possibly be able to get out of it because he w- was taken against it really un- mostly unknowingly. He was held hostage. Well, well now, now that we, match. well now that we know that the original cast is going to be in Dominion, well, I hope Grant says some line about like what happened after three, like. Oh yeah, like I, I I had to freaking I had to go to jail for a bit because these idiot people 
I don't know. Mark from the State Department can probably get him out of that's, it. That's well, very true. <laughs> if they did that, that'd be a really actually. If they did that, that'd be a really cool reference to um, the original Jurassic Park novel. Because at the end of it, after they get off the island, they go to Costa Rica. They take them because that's the closest place, and like they're like most of them are, are held under like essentially house arrest at a hotel because they have to be they have to know what's going on. They have to be mm. interviewed and yeah. all this shit. So. And that is the end of Jurassic Park 3 and the end of the Jurassic Park trilogy. Whew. That was an adventurous three weeks. So yeah, so I enjoy these films. All of them, of course. Um, the third one definitely is not my favorite, but I still enjoy it for what it is. So yeah, so that is it for the Jurassic Park trilogy. We will be back doing Jurassic World at the first week of November. Um, starting next week, we're going to be doing our favorite Spooktober movies, starting with Day of the Dead next Friday. So We didn't rank these. It's third, by the way. Uh, yeah, just, yeah, yeah, I mean, come on. The, the, audience, <laughs> the audience knows where it's going on this list. It's number three. Will it stay there after the, the next two films? We'll, we'll have to see. So yeah, so next Friday, we'll be doing Day of the Dead. <laughs> And then we will announce the other movies that we will be doing during Spooktober um, after next week's episode. So I hope you all enjoy. Make sure to drop a like, a comment, and subscribe to the YouTube channel. We got to get to those hundred subs so you can get that URL. All right, people? Let's do this. And make sure to leave some comments on anything we might have missed in the movie, anything you guys want to see in the movie. And also, we do have an email if you guys want to drop any emails to us to, you know, on any future shows you'd like to see us do, uh, because we're just, we are going to be doing some podcasts in the future that aren't about specific movies. We're going to be doing some topic shows, um, which I'm excited to do. Um, and, and other things. I also just dropped our first TikTok. Uh, we're going to be putting some, doing some quick review TikToks mostly done by me, but maybe I'll give, maybe I'll give access to, uh, Dan and Ara and they can do some TikToks too. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't. I don't together. do that shit. No, I don't do that shit. You did one. No, I was forced into that. He just didn't know. We also have an Instagram, so if you want to go to dissect that film on Instagram, drop us a follow over there. We're on Twitter. We have the YouTube channel, and uh, make sure to check out the show on all available podcast services. We are on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Podbean. So make sure to check that out. The shows go live every single Friday at whatever time I decide to make them go live. (laughs) Yeah, follow all them shits. So until next week, I am Brett Parker. That is DNA Gaming. Have a wonderful week. Bye. Deuces.